Hello and welcome to Remotely Working, the podcast where we discuss productivity, intentional living, health, and leadership for remote workers. My name is Justin DeRose, your host and the founder of Effective Remote Work. Before we get too deep into the flow of topics, I thought it would be fun to give you a bit of my background in relation to remote work. We're going to use the same questions this week that we use on remote worker origin story episodes. So first up, how did I get started in remote work? I used to work in information technology for a small business in my community. We were looking to sell ourselves to a bigger entity, and one item that came up for me during this process was the concept of working from home. I had never done it, but it's something that I wanted to try. But to be completely honest, I wasn't certain I could do it well. These questions lingered inside. Could I manage myself and stay on task when working from home? I honestly didn't know if I could do it. The internet gives us so much power to be able to connect, but it also enables such deep distraction where we can be so disconnected from the more important things. I had been fighting against that at the time in my life, and so there was this bit of insecurity inside of me. Eventually, that company got bought out, and I was essentially working remotely, though I was in an office. I was part of a small six-person remote branch office, but my team that I was working with was all centralized in our company headquarters. I do have to say that this was a good way to cut my teeth on managing myself and getting work done without having a boss looking over my shoulder all the time. What ultimately became clear in this season is that I needed clarity of direction. If I didn't know what to do next, I'd find that I would veer off into little projects that I'd like to tinker with. While that could be satisfying and sometimes even advance my own career goals, it might not have always advanced the directive of the company that I was hired to work toward. In that season, I also learned that clear communication is critical. If you're remote, you're not seen. Nobody knows if you're working or even if you're okay unless you communicate as such. It's all the more important to say, hey, I got a question on this thing here, I'm stuck, or hey, I got this project done a few days early, here it is. In the process of learning this, I began to emphasize communication by communicating to the point where I felt I was over-communicating. Eventually, this time of learning how to work remotely and communicate well led me into a management role where I led a team of 12 direct reports 100% remote. That was a unique challenge. But to be honest, I dug into it as best as I could. I observed really early on that staying connected as a leader is very challenging remotely. You have to absolutely make space and time to chat and connect with each of your direct reports. Just hanging around in a chat room or being in the same meetings as them is not enough. You have to be intentional to connect with each one, each person, individually. Otherwise, especially in the organization that I was a part of, my time would slowly get eaten up with meetings and I'd have no way to connect with them. So during the course of the day, I had to be intentional. In the course of the week, I had to be intentional to block off time to connect and chat with my reports. To do that, I implemented bi-weekly one-on-ones for each of my reports. It would have taken too much of their time each week away from customer support than I would have liked. So we did bi-weekly. And that was probably the best thing that I ever did in that role. It gave me a space to connect with each person regularly in a format where there was really no pressure to have a report or have some thing that they had to bring to the table or to do something. It was really just a space to check in and connect, sometimes even talk about personal things or really build a relationship with the reports that I had. And that, I felt, really gave me a better handle on how to be a leader in that time. Not only was I concerned with the output and retention of my team in the broader scope of the organization, but I was also really concerned and connected with the people. 
Because that's what makes a healthy organizational culture, in my opinion, is that when people who are working there feel like they're connected and cared for. Eventually, I moved on from that role due to some changes in my personal life, even though I absolutely loved that job. And the path from that point to today eventually led me to where I am, running effective remote work and working full-time for Discourse, a fully distributed asynchronous organization who makes awesome software to help communities and teams communicate well. I've been working with fully distributed organizations for the last couple of years, and I really hope never to go back. The flexibility and autonomy granted by these fully distributed companies has been amazing, even though that comes with its own challenges. So on to the next question. What's one experience that I've had that stands out regarding remote work? Well, I'm gonna cheat on my own question here because I have two. The first being that handling discipline, if you're a manager, handling discipline of reports remotely is actually really quite hard. Me personally, I rely on body language and other nonverbal communication when I talk to people, including confrontations. Everybody does, but I've noticed that I particularly need to have that nonverbal communication to really understand where a person is coming from. But remotely, especially because I wasn't really using video calls at that time, it wasn't a norm in the company that I was a part of, we were primarily using chat and phone calls to talk with each other. So I had to adjust the way that I worked and talked with my employees and communicated with them to be much more data and behavior focused instead of just observing what people were doing. That was a really tough change for me, but it was one that was extremely essential considering the circumstances. Another experience with remote work that I've had is the generosity that people have with their time when they're given freedom to use it the way they want. I don't know how many times I've had a question and I'm talking to a person over a chat or something like that, and the person helping me was willing to get on a call to walk me through the issue, whether it was fixing a development problem or, or whatnot. I suppose this is partly because the companies I've been a part of have not slammed every person's day full of meetings. They had space to be able to jump on a call without having to worry about getting on the next call in 10 minutes. Honestly, when you get slammed with meetings like that from the beginning to the end of the day, you often get hyper-protective of your time because your time becomes scarce to actually get any real work done. What's the best benefit of remote work for me? I would have to say that being able to be at home while my family is at home is the biggest thing. I'm a big family guy. I love to have time with my family, to be around, to connect with them. I'm really not a big fan of traveling away from my family or having to spend long days on the road or things like that. So working remotely and being at home while my kids are at home, because I have young kids, is great. I have a segregated office to avoid distractions as much as possible, but it's so nice that I can go downstairs to hug my kids or tell my wife something during the day. Just that extra level of being able to connect and be present is super great. Hands down, that's the best thing about remote work for me without question. How about the worst thing about remote work? Well, I'd have to say from my experience that the loneliness that can come with working remotely is the worst thing. When you work in an asynchronous organization like I do, you often don't have many meetings, which means that diminishes the contact points that you have just in passing with people. It's a really great thing for productivity and focus, but that means you have to be extremely intentional to maintain your own mental and emotional health. You're not seeing people during the day. You're not having those natural water cooler type conversations. You're not building deeper relationships with your coworkers unless you're really intentional to do so. So what am I doing to make that worst thing better? 
Well, frankly, it's hard right now because we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic at the time of this recording, but generally what I try to do is have coffee with a friend once a week. I'll join a water cooler voice chat with my coworkers to just talk about things about work or talk about things in our personal lives, or I'll simply take breaks. When I'm feeling lonely, I'm also usually tired or worn out, so a break will always help, whether that's taking some time to make some music, going for a walk, or even just sitting outside. What advice could I give to other remote workers to help them be more effective? If I were to whittle this down to one thing, I would say, as much as you can, have some kind of routine. A simple routine like starting work at eight o'clock in the morning and being done at five o'clock at night every single day goes a long way to prevent working at all hours or in every single down moment. It's also easy to slip into procrastination or overworking yourself when you don't have some kind of a routine to define what your day looks like. Routines can also help you build better habits like journaling or exercise, which I personally think are important to develop while you're working remotely. Of course, you don't need to go all crazy structuring your day. You don't need to plan down to the minute. You don't necessarily need to map out every single hour of the day that you're going to work on things or what that's gonna look like. That might be a helpful process for you to engage in, but you need to have something. You might have kids at home or need extra flexibility due to your job function, that's fine. But ultimately, just experiment with something and find something that works for you. For me, what I try to do is I start work at eight o'clock in the morning and be done at five o'clock at night. I'm in a bit of a season right now with my family because we have a new baby in the house. And that makes some of the scheduling things a little bit more challenging because nap time's difficult, baby's not always sleeping at night. So my day-to-day schedule can often look variable throughout the week. So that's why I just try to have some routines that I do at the beginning of my workday and at the end of my workday to help me ramp up into and down out of my workday so I can be present with my family when it's time to be with them. I hope you enjoyed this brief look into my life and journey in remote work. If you think you have an interesting journey to share regarding remote work and would like to be a guest on the show, send us an email at hello at effectiveremotework.com and tell us how your story could benefit other remote workers. That closes out today's episode of Remotely Working. Check out remotelyworking.net to subscribe. Give us feedback three ways. At message us on Twitter at Effective Remote. Use the Twitter hashtag AskERW or email us at hello at EffectiveRemoteWork.com. For more free resources designed for remote workers, head on over to EffectiveRemoteWork.com.